Hey everybody, Rabbi David Kasher here. So there are 74 laws in this week's Torah reading, but one of them stands out as the strangest and most random of them all. Which is it? Well, take a listen. And if you enjoy, please like and subscribe. Thanks so much. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Uh, the, uh, the, the bat mitzvah, we'll, we'll be giving the, the drashah, the, the sermon today. So um, instead, I, I just want to do a short uh, text study with you. You should have gotten these sheets that, that came around. Um, we're about to, after this um, read from the Torah, the, the parsha, the reading um, called Kitetse. And Kitetse uh, in the book of Deuteronomy is distinguished among all of the readings um, uh, uh, by having the most number of laws in it. It's really like a, a catalog, of almost a laundry list of just law after law. We have 613 laws altogether by tradition, and this Parsha has, has fully, uh, has, has 50, more than 50 of them, right? So that's, that's quite a lot. Um, and there's all kinds of things, there's all, in big important laws, the laws of war and the laws of inheritance, um, but also all kinds of random little things like how to, the laws of, of plowing your field or what fabrics to wear, very random stuff. Last year I talked about the law of the ma'ake, the parapet, the, the guardrail that you're supposed to build around your roof. See, that's been done here, so we're good. Um, and, and so there's all kinds of stuff in here, but, I, but, but one of these laws, um, of all of these kind of 50 plus random laws, one of them particularly ca catches the attention um, of our commentators throughout the tradition because it seems the strangest, the most random of all the laws, and that is the, the mitzvah, the law of Kansipur, of the bird's nest. So here it is at the top of the sheet, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 22, if you should happen upon a bird's nest, <laughs> like what, what? Where, what, what's happening? If you should happen upon a bird's nest while walking along the road, in any tree or on the ground with chicks or eggs, and the mother sitting over the chicks or on the eggs, do not take the mother together with her young. Send away the mother bird and take only the young in order that you may fare well and have a long life. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So first of all, what is this situation? It's just like walking along the road, and you know how it is when you see a bird's nest. Um, but OK, I guess it could happen. And then what is the, what's the deal? Do you have to send away the mother bird and take the eggs? Or is it just like, if you're in the mood for an omelet, then you have to first send away the mother? Like, it does, what? So there's a lot of debate over the sense. Does any, anyone, anyone have a, a clue here? Anyone have an idea? Why, why would we do this? Anyone have a theory? Want to offer a theory? No? Yeah. Yeah, it's puzzled our, it's puzzled our tradition for centuries. So um, we turn when we have no answers to Maimonides, who always has answers for us, who always gives reasons for the commandments. And the reason here, he says, is that it's about Tsar uh, Balichayim, about not being cruel to animals. Not being cruel to animals, send away the mother bird so that the mother doesn't have to witness her children being taken away. Think of the mother bird. And in fact, uh, Maimonides points out it's the same thing with not cooking an animal in its mother's milk. That's one of the, the primary uh, laws of kashrut, of keeping kosher. Think of, uh, be sensitive. Don't, 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 don't commingle the experience of eating with uh, an affront to another, another living being. Okay, that's, that's a good reason, although why didn't the Torah say that? Uh, but Maimonides, in giving this reason, is actually entering into a debate, a debate that already exists in the Talmud. 
because the Talmud says, and it's, it's a very strange thing, picks up on this commandment and, and says, anyone who says that this commandment is about God's mercy, you should, you should quiet them. You should quiet them. It's not about that. And they're, why, why should you quiet them? And, and one of the rabbis of the Talmud says, because that, when you say that, you turn all of the, all of the commandments into just, into, into mercies, into God's compassion, when the truth is they're just decrees. Meaning we don't know why we have the commandments. We just do them because the Torah says so. And Maimonides says, I'm not following that position. I don't agree with that. And, and that sets up a classic debate in Jewish thought. Are the commandments all there for a purpose, a reason that we can understand for the good of us and the world? Or do we just do them because the Torah says so, because God says so? The greatest representative of the latter position in the 20th century was the philosopher Yeshayahu Leibovitz, who, who, who believed that it was, it was useless to speculate on the nature and the reasons and the religious experience that you have and the effect of the commandments. The point of the commandments is that God said so and we do them. Okay, so which is it? Is this, is this, uh, is this uh, commandment about the bird, is it just God said so? Or is there a reason? Is it because we're being compassionate and, and we're, we're having feelings for a, another living creature? And if it is, the compassion, the sensitivity, then why didn't it say that? And, and really, after all, I mean, is this the most compassionate act? <laughs> I'd be like, send away the mother bird as she's you know, flapping and, and, and tweeting and, and, and knowing that something terrible is going to... Is that a compassionate act? So um, the debate continues for another century and enter the Ramban, Nachmanides, who is one of Maimonides' greatest interlocutors, uh, often taking up Maimonides' position and disagreeing with it. And um, it, he, there is another side, which is just, you just do it because God says so, right? But, but Nachmanides takes a kind of a middle position, and you have it here in the, in the middle of your page. If you should happen upon a bird's nest, he says, disagreeing with Maimonides, he says, the ruling of the bird's nest is not based on God's mercy for the animals in order to prevent us from using them for our needs. That's not the reason. You're wrong, Maimonides, because if that were so it would have forbidden slaughtering them altogether, right? If it was really about compassion for the animals, let's just be vegetarian, right? Robert Brous, I'm sure Robert Brous would agree, right? Let's just be vegetarian if we really care about animals. No, he says, instead, the reason for the prohibition is to teach us compassion and the avoidance of cruelty. Now, that's a subtle shift, but a significant one. That is, it's not about the compassion for the animal because we don't actually know what the animal experiences and frankly, we could have been more compassionate to the animal. But this action is to remind us not to be cruel. Remind us that compassion has to be a part of our calculations because he says, cruelty spreads through a person's soul. What a phrase. Cruelty spreads through a person's soul as we see with butchers and slaughterers. I don't, know, I don't know if that's so nice to butchers and slaughterers, but he seems to be saying, if you are killing animals a lot, even if you're doing it for food, it has an effect on you. Whether you mean to or not, there's something cruel about it, or you can do it thoughtlessly, and that will spread through you, and you become a cruel person. And then he quotes the Talmud, as the rabbi said, the best of butchers is a partner to Amalek. Ooh. Yeah, this is really not nice. Any butchers out there? I don't agree with this. You people are great. Um, but the best of butchers is a partner to Amalek. Now, Amalek is our arch nemesis, our great foe, the, 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 the enemy who attacked us 
And actually, Amalek is mentioned at the, at, the very, at the very end of this week's Parsha, the last few lines of this week's Parsha. And when I was reading the Ramban here, who quotes the Talmud, the best of butchers is a partner to Amalek. So these commandments that deal with animals and birds are not about God's mercy for them, but are decrees upon us to guide us and teach us good traits. Sort of a random quote, and I suddenly thought, why is he doing this? Why is he quoting this? Why, why is he mentioning the butchers and Amalek, this, this enemy nation? And I remembered, well, Amalek is at the end of this week's Torah reading. So I went to look at the, at the end of this week's Torah reading, and here it is. Take a look at the commandment to remember what Amalek did to us. Take a look, the last source here. Remember what Amalek did to you on the road after you left Egypt? How they happened upon you on the road. How they happened upon you on the road and came up from behind and cut down all the stragglers in your rear when you were exhausted and worn out, for they did not fear God. I heard some, some, some hums of recognition there, right? How they happened upon you on the road. That is very particular phrasing. And we see it in the same, in, in the same phrasing in the commandment of Kansipur. If you should happen upon a bird's nest while walking along the road. Remember how Amalek came upon you, how they happened upon you while you were on the road. That parallelism is, is, is not accidental. And I think that perhaps the Ramban Nachmanides is pointing us to Amalek, is pointing us to that final commandment and saying, just as we always remember Amalek, our enemy. And what do we remember about them? Not that they attacked us. We've been in wars before. It's that they were cruel and they attacked our weakest and they came upon us when we were most vulnerable. And we should remember that not just because we hate them, but we should remember that because in everything we do, we also have the capacity for cruelness, for thoughtlessness, for preying upon vulnerability. And so we don't know what the mother bird feels. We can't pretend to know that we are going to do the most compassionate thing, but we should at least be sensitive. We should at least try, we should at least, and you know, we eat animals. <laughs> we eat eggs. We do damage in the world. We fight wars, right? We cause damage, but at, the, at least, at the very least, we can try to do it with some sensitivity, some attempt to move through the world without cruelty. And we don't know exactly how to do that, but for God's sakes, we have to try. We have to try. In all of our actions, when we fight wars, when we plow fields, and even when we're walking along the road and we see a bird's nest. That's what all of this catalog of laws is for, is to sensitize us, is to make us careful people who walk through the world with care. So as we read through the laws today, let's try to remember that, that, that spirit of cautiousness, of sensitivity, that, that, that attempt, whether we know how to do it or not, that attempt to live in the world as people who are trying not to be cruel. Hey everybody, Randy Sklar here. I'm an eCar member. And Jason Sklar here. I'm an eCar fan. Yeah, and we uh, love eCar so much. We love the message that eCar uh, delivers in their many podcasts. And we feel like most people feel there aren't a lot of podcasts in this world. I think there are only two or three. There's only a couple. So what we'd like you to do is donate to eCar at ecar-la.org uh, so that they can do more podcasts and more cool things because Lord knows the world needs more podcasts. Yep. 